0: Yo, 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 yo. What is good with everybody? This is the podcast with your two favorite part-time deadbeats, culture, called Papas. This is the show about pop culture with some culturally dope Papas. I'm the sweatiest
1: man in the room, Nikki C. Yo, hey, what's up, man? Somebody's favorite daughter. Or oh, wait. <laughs> Somebody's daughter's favorite daddy. Hey, that was about to
0: happen at some point, bro hey you somebody's favorite daughter all right hey man
1: (laughs) have you heard of the id no all right it's like a psychological term like the id i think sigmund freud coined it basically like your mind goes to the exact topic that you were trying to avoid essentially and like i think i think i just revealed my id anyways it's raul what's up bro
0: (laughs) over here trying to get trying to be deep as men are trying to get deep in you because you're
1: somebody's daughter oh shit (laughs) (laughs) Uh, how you how you living bro i'm cool man i'm mourning bro i'm in mourning right now dog i uh r.i.p to one of my succulents did not survive the heat this weekend and uh dried out bro i gotta replace that plant now kind of pissed off hey man that heat out here will do it to you bro today was 111 and like given i know we've seen worse but that doesn't mean that 111 is, like, any easier. You know what I mean?
0: Oh, yeah. And, like, I'm glad it was only 111, man, because as soon as it hits 112, I have to be out there singing their song. Like, literally just outside in the sun, just peaches and cream. Shut like, up. It's just a ritual of mine, so <laughs> that shit gets hot. They haven't been on the verses, have they? <laughs> nah, I don't think so. Ooh,
1: 112 I versus
0: Edge is that i think they might have hit that actually i don't know but
1: that's what i that's what i
0: imagine automatically i think they did hit that i don't know man all i know is the dmx versus snoop versus was lit as fuck
1: i didn't see it bro what was it like
0: oh man bro it was just like i think for me personally because x hasn't been in the spotlight as much as snoop obviously like Snoop's still around Right. So you still you still remember Snoop, you still get these bangers coming up because Snoop's still around. Yeah. So when like X started popping off, you like, oh shit, I forgot this nigga had this song. Like and you just start getting into it, bro. Like I was way more excited for X than I was for Snoop.
1: For real? Oh, for sure. most
0: definitely.
1: Oh, shit. Bro, I remember
0: the I think it was like the third third song when he put a uh, X gon' Give It To You, what Gonna Give It? I started jumping up in my, my apartment like,
1: ah, <laughs> you're all in your underwear and shit.
0: <laughs> I was celebrating the Holy Ghost because I was like, hey, I X Gonna Give It To You, what the hell?
1: Oh, God. Hell nah, bro.
0: That's what's up. No, nah. nah, yeah,
1: like, I mean, uh, I know. I know X hasn't really been in, like, the, you know, the spotlight in front of the camera for a minute. He's got his own, you know, shit that he's trying to handle or whatever, but that's cool, man. I'm glad, like, they, you know, kind of gave him a chance to revive and, like, come back with his music and show, like, the impression that he had on the culture. That's what's
0: up. And I did want to confirm, it looks like, as I look it up, uh, they did have a versus battle, Jagged Edge versus 112.
1: I saw that, too, yeah. I just pulled it up. I missed that, too, shit. Shit,
0: I saw... I saw Snoop versus X. I saw uh, Jada versus Fab.
1: I saw parts of that one. That one was pretty cool. Um, somebody was thought, just bashing I, on Fabo. They were bro, saying like this yeah. dude had like no life or nothing.
0: Bro, they nah. They should have been bashing on the song choices. Like these, this this nigga was coming in weak. For real. In my opinion, I was like, I felt like he come way way harder. Mm, like mm, that was my opinion. But, That's
1: what she said, bro.
0: Hey, dude, I just probably said it to you. Um,
1: yeah, chill, dog. Huh?
0: You know what I'm saying? You could have went way harder. God. Paul, I ain't Paul. never heard that, and I ain't never even went Final Form Frieza. What?
1: <laughs> I you don't understand the reference, bro.
0: Come on, bro. You got to watch Dragon Ball Z. This man, Frieza, has like four evolutions. He's got his first form, second form, third
1: form, Final Form.
0: Oh, come on!
1: Powered. Is that where that saying comes from? Where it's like, "You fool!" It's not even my final form. Yes. Ah, got you. Okay,
0: I get it. I never, I never showed off my final form in bed. You haven't yet, shit. No. And then, and then you you still have Golden Frieza, which is past your final form. So it's just like, no, like.
1: And then what's after that, astronomical Uh, Frieza?
0: No, no, no! They stopped it at Golden. They might Dragon Ball Z is ridiculous. They might they might give him something crazy.
1: Like diamond or some shit? Like 50 Cent pops Dang.
0: up. <laughs> Get Richard die try. He is sexually he is sexually ambiguous, so you you might not know what they give this man. So Oh shit. Hey, you right, bro. Just, he just he just like to be elegant and shit. <laughs> no. That's that's why his evolution for him turned gold. Like, come on. Oh God speaking about to be in the cardi b music video just in the back just like
1: (laughs) actually i'm gonna look this up you said golden frieza has he golden has he like has that shown any form like has he come out the woodwork or no
0: bro that that shit's been all on dragon ball super
1: oh that one
0: this is this is the nerd coming out man
1: that dude Yeah, yeah yeah okay see like I definitely get the cultural like context and the impact of it but what i also heard is there's like three versions of dragon ball z
0: oh bro there's dragon ball dragon ball z they got dragon ball super dragon ball uh what is it gt or something that shit don't count that's like the ninth season of scrubs we don't count that
1: That's what I'm saying, though. It's like it's a lot to keep up with. And like for like this is what I would consider like a shelf item. Like it's like, yo, I definitely get how important and valuable and cool it was, but I never I just literally never got around to it. Bro, there's that's that's just anime, man. Like you got full metal alchemist
0: and you already got full metal alchemist and you got full metal alchemist brotherhood. Like it's always there's always like more than different things happening Uh, because the manga is its own beast and if you put on shows it's like how close are you gonna follow the manga you know and it's a whole thing man once you get into anime you start realizing some shit and you're just like "Mm."
1: i believe it and honestly man like i don't know maybe maybe i'm like i overlooked it but like no we had a little squadcation this weekend which is pretty cool and uh our boy, one of our boys was basically just dropping gems on all these like anime shows, all these things that we, like he uh, recommended to get into. He was saying bleach was pretty cool. Um, honestly that's the only one i remember <laughs> but he was because like, you thinking about
0: doing laundry and shit you like bleach i do need some bleach thanks bleach? for
1: reminding me i know yeah i went to the store right after no but he was saying <laughs> like there or uh he said to get crunchyroll that that was like a good little subscription to get into
0: oh yeah crunchyroll is the shit man that's why i rewatched dragon ball z i just rewatched my hero academia i need to get on hunter hunter x hunter i hear that one super dope
1: I mean, I'm down. I just, I don't know. I never really like, not that I don't like it. I just never really found something that really stuck out. The one that I did like that was pretty cool, though, was uh, One Punch Man. I know that's more of like a mainstream one, but I thought that was pretty dope.
0: I need to watch the second season of Batman. It, I'm, I'm a nerd, man. I I, I will say it unapologetically. I was, I was a young adult playing Yu-Gi-Oh! And when I say young adult, I don't mean like, oh, he like... 17, 18. No, I was in my 20s, guys. Uh, <clears throat> playing Yu Gi Oh! But,
1: but I you, think... you also made some money, though. Like, it wasn't, oh, it of wasn't course.
0: A... Yeah. You can, there's, you, once you get into a market, you realize there, there's value in there. Like, I met a person who only sold Yu Gi Oh cards uh, and paid his way through college, had no job. He paid for his car, paid for his tuition. Paid for his apartment, selling Yu-Gi-Oh cards.
1: I believe it. Like I said, that's bro, all he did. That that's that's a subculture. That's like there's still bread right there, bro. Yeah, there's like a little market for like everything.
0: Oh, of course. Not even gonna talk about magic. I didn't get into magic, but oh shit, they they, they a different breed too. So
1: Dungeons and Dragons is next or what, bro?
0: Hey, I, they a different breed too, man. It's just different levels, different types of nerds. I was more more of a Yu-Gi-Oh nerd. Dragon Ball Z. I almost got into Dragon Ball Z card game. So I mean, so that should take that should take time and money. And I don't know about y'all, but I ain't got either of those to be throwing at that shit. (laughs)
1: Hey, bro. Real talk. Me too. Shoot. But yo, let's do it, man. Let's talk about it. Jones. Talk about being broke. No fool. Oh, actually, maybe, (laughs) maybe, maybe that's a nice little
0: segue. Hey, you're right. This man might be broken. I don't know if Tyson is, but like we said, uh, we got the Roy Jones Jr. and Tyson fight. Now, officially on the books, um, two 50-year-old boxing legends um, where Tyson hasn't fought in 15 years. Jones' last professional fight was in 2018. Um, and they're going for they signed for an exhibition which they say in the boxing community is just basically like go on and put a show but don't try your best but I I don't look I don't see how you could tell look at these two men first of all the monster Tyson um, and one of the most elusive uh, and fun to watch boxers that I've ever seen in Jones Jr. Um, I don't know how you tell them just go out there and put on the show like I feel like they gonna be coming at each other's heads
1: I mean what do you think I mean honestly bro like um, I followed boxing quite a bit when I was like younger so like I, I'm somewhat familiar with their names but like even even as a surface level fan I know these dudes are like hitters I know Jones is a mover Tyson for sure I mean bro just his name alone kind of speaks volumes everybody knows Tyson you know that's like a one name wonder right there I've mm-hmm. got
0: chickens, Tyson chickens.
1: Yeah, he actually he's <laughs> the CEO. I'm Maybe, is no, I'm saying,
0: no, no, no. no but he do got married. He, he do got he get he did get invested in marijuana.
1: But yeah, yeah, but I'm saying like in general, even like I don't know. I'm excited to see the fight. They keep mentioning like how dangerous it might be, being at that age and all this. But like Loki, I'll be honest with you, we really won't know until they fight whether or not there's really a, a danger there. They both I mean, seem healthy. They both seem healthy. I saw that video of Tyson, uh, of him training. Bro, that man looks name,
0: But Tyson ain't been doing it for 15 years. And my thing is, yes, <clears throat> we all know one one of the most brutal sports, like if you're talking about brutality in the mainstream era, I feel like you have to go MMA, boxing. Um, there might be something else you can put there. I know football is going to have to be on that list. Um, but these sports directly are related to CTE and uh, speaking on our uh, squadcation, I got into an argument with one of our boys just because he was like, why is there a need? Why watch? Why be celebrating 250 50 plus year old men going in and fucking up their brain more? Um, I mean, to which I said. It's, it, they're doing it on their own volition yeah I uh, there's nothing I can really say to it now do I think I'll be watching and I'm still trying to decide that myself to be completely honest because of that and because as they're getting hurt of course they're doing what they love but and they're getting paid they you know maybe they need a little coin um, who knows their financial situation um, but at the end of the day too, the coin that they're getting is nowhere gonna, is not going to be anywhere near the coin the white man is going to get off of this shit.
1: But, and I mean, so to that point, like, who who's the white man in this picture, right? Like, who's the who's really taking over here? Do we know what the breakdown is? Because with all these fights, bro, there's a breakdown of, like, who gets what cut, right? It's like, yo, we're going to split this, you know, 50-50, 60-40, 70-30, depending on, like, what kind of draw the fight will garner. So it's like, yo, who's really going to be winning here? You know, I would hope it's just like the fighters, the fighters and their direct managers. And no,
0: I mean they they win, and it's always and this is how it is with any sporting event. Like let's let's not be crazy about it. Like the athletes, they win because they do get paid an exorbitant amount of money. You know what I mean? Like um, look at social media. I'm reading here in an article, social media site Triller is. Do, trying to get $50, 50 million for broadcasting rights. You know what I mean? Like Now take that, say they do that for the broadcasting rights, Tyson Jones get paid an absurd amount of money, whatever they're getting paid, the people up top with boxing, they're getting paid way more. You know, Floyd and, and Conor McGregor, they got paid heavy off of their fight, right? Yeah. But if they're getting paid that, y'all, I always feel like whatever you pay somebody... It's less than 20% of what the The highest executive is gonna make
1: I don't think so man because like think
0: about it it's That's like what a, I feel but
1: well no but look at it This way though right it's kind of like it's kind of like A music venue it's like yo if I'm Managing a music venue right Let's say I don't know I, I found a dope ass spot that I'm trying to bring You know a shit ton of people in if I host An event and I get let's say 21 Savage to sign on and And I don't know if I got Real lucky Jay Cole to sign on like mm-hmm. I, pay them, I pay them their fees to show up for the show and then I basically just make my money back based off of the merchandise percentages of the merchandise ticket sales things like that right so like I basically pay the cost for the artist for the venue the traffic is my money and that's my profit that's where I get to eat off of but at the same time like you know what I mean like I have to I'm sure with boxing there's other nuances to it I'm sure I'm like completely oversimplifying it but at the end of the day, they're the talent. And I'm sure that they're going to hold the biggest, like the largest of the pockets. I mean, I'm hoping, you know, otherwise you just have companies spending ad money. Whether or not we buy the product, that's how we, that's how the, the white man or the corporations get to win. But that's it. They're spending, they're spending marketing dollars.
0: But the money that they're making off of it, like, that's what I'm saying. is always, always more like, the, the interesting thing is about the two artists you just said. 21 yeah. Savage is independent. That man making his coin. For J. Sure. Cole J. Cole, the leader of Dreamville. He making yeah. his coin there. And that's so my point. Like, so it's like, like Jones and I'll Tyson. You bring in um, now obviously Jones and Tyson maybe they not belong to a certain camp within boxing. You know, obviously they're just retired doing this as an exhibition. Exactly. So they're going to get their coin. That's that's not the problem. Like They're going to get their coin and that's great. But the thing is we're always happy about black men getting their coin, because deservedly so. But it's like, it's it's always insurmountable to what is going up top. So thinking about just the corporation of boxing, putting this together, like <clears throat> they're gonna get paid, yes, off the site, but the boxing is gonna get paid off so much more. You know what I mean? They're gonna bring in so much more revenue. Because yeah. two 50-year-old black men who, who are going to further their chance to brain damage, of course, on their own volition, are going to get paid. But up top, where you're sitting cozy in a chair, they're going to get paid way more.
1: I mean, all right. I feel
0: like that's a dilemma on it, but...
1: I don't... All right, here. And I'm not trying to, like... Like, I, I see what you're saying and I, I hear where you're coming from. I don't see it as, like, a race thing, though. I just think, like two grown-ass men are, are literally just thinking to themselves yo like i'm an old dude but fuck what people say let me see if i still got hands you know that's just how i see it and it's not like they're they're not doing shit for charity i'm sure they're gonna make a check off this so like i think it's just it's coming down to two guys literally just like entertaining a conversation and low-key just got kind of serious and like all right well let's let's actually do the fight i low-key think this is more of like a gimmick than anything else i mean That's not even a gimmick. I just I feel like it's no, it is a gimmick, bro. Because like, look at one of the I just heard the other day too. Like, uh, what's his name is gonna be one of the the undercard fights. Um, Jake Paul versus Nate Robinson. Yeah, Jake Paul, bro. It's like, bro. When I heard that, I'm like, look, dude. This dude's not a boxer. He's just he's a social media personality, bro. And that's just what he does. I'm not saying he can't fight because I saw some other highlights and like he's got he's got decent hands. But we'll see. All, all I'm saying is, like, that wouldn't... This isn't, like, a big, serious fight like that. It just seems more of, like, a nostalgic event. One for the masses. Just, like, kind of recalling, like, old times type of thing. You know? It's like... Uh, oh, of course.
0: and It's and like when
1: Jordan came back to the Wizards, bro. It's like the same thing. It's like, hey, it might really be cool to see that, but I don't know if you yes, really,
0: really Jordan wanted. got paid coming back to the Wizards, but the Wizards owner probably made way more money. But Jordan is the one putting his body on the line. That's, And I think that's normally... We don't have the conversation, although we need to, how NFL players are going through CTE, but the people up top in the NFL are making way more money than NFL players.
1: That's a big one.
0: And so that's what I'm saying. It's like the same thing. Like you, these men are like we already said, this is going into a brutal sport. These men are, yes, willingly putting their bodies on the line. But that's what I'm saying. One of the moral grounds is the fact that these older gentlemen Older warriors, yeah. older kings, are putting their bodies on the line, and <clears throat> they're yes, they're gonna get some coin, get a piece of of the the cash flow, of and that is always great, and it's gonna be great for the spectators. But then you look back up top, and it's like how much money is going up top? If these guys are getting, let's say, to like a high, like a hypothetical number, ten million each, or fifteen million to the winner. 10 million to the loser just even for showing up yeah like how much is going up top then
1: i mean okay and so, it's like
0: yeah and that's that's what i'm saying this becomes a moral thing especially with the risk involved for these two older gentlemen and that's why i'd say like this this fight because of the age and the age alone i feel like it's there's a different moral ground to it yeah like i feel like we don't talk about it that much with 20 year olds 30 year olds It's just like get your coin invest and become one of those big people but
1: i mean here i'll say this on the like this is where i'll give a shout out to kevin hart because and let me let me just circle back to the point too (laughs) because that's kind of like from left field kevin hart is a huge social media icon comedic rock star whatever he calls himself right and rightfully so but when it came down to negotiating terms for like movie roles and all these things and him as like a persona basically he included his promotion and marketing via social media as an additional part of his fee as an actor like movie studios were under the impression hey if i hire this actor to be in this movie he'll self-promote because he also wants for this movie to take off. That's fair, but the obligation for that movie to take off is more on the studios who funded the entire movie. The reputation is on the actor, but the success falls on those who are promoting it. Right? So Kevin Hart, basically he introduced, um, the discussion of saying like, yo, if you want me to promote this on my, on my Instagram page where I got, you know, at the time, maybe like over 60 million followers or whatever, I'm gonna need you to run that check. So like, he did it. this In my opinion, I think he did it the smart way Where was like, yo, you recognize your value and culture and you're saying I can monetize this area, too. It's not just about you and your movie. This is my reputation on the line. And if I'm a promoted as well, you can run me a check for that, which I totally respect. So in that regard, if Tyson, if Jones Jr. say, yo, in order for us to fight. I need a percentage of the royalties. I need a part of the distribution rights for the fight. I need, you know, a percentage of the merchandise sales and the ticket sales, blah, blah, blah. That all comes down to the negotiation and the managing. So like at that point, I, again, I think it's a nostalgic fight. But if we're talking like moral values and all this, it's like, nah, these guys are grown men. They're of sound mind, meaning that they can enter into contracts, like you said, willfully. So it's like, yo, you're making a choice as an adult. I just hope that you maximize on the opportunity though, you know? Of course
0: and I feel like but And that's you know obviously You know get your own cut your own You know I mean Kevin Hart's doing that to cut his own Get more profit Yeah but what I'm saying is Two and this also Brings in a bigger problem Of the education system You know what if these Guys have to rely On different managers because they don't Have the financial literacy to go through These contracts and be like look let me do this Like Kevin Hart might've had to go into a circle. And do I believe that both of them have different circles? I mean, like I already said, Tyson and in, investing into weed. Yeah. It has to mean he has someone in the circle, like go out and get this coin. From oh, Marijuana. for sure, dude.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I what is, you. what is
0: Jones junior has? You know what I mean? And i maybe we have to look into it a little more for him, but it's like, what if he doesn't have that good circle? Because you know there is such a. I watched this even on episode of Blackish today. Um, we have such a stigma in the black culture, or you know even people coming out from the culture or come from the hood, from the ghetto. Don't forget where you came from. That that usually includes the people you came with. And if the circle hasn't changed and the growth, because these men did not know how to take the steps to get the financial literacy. Like, now you just have a whole fucked up circle. Yeah. That you're putting your faith into someone else. And am I saying, like, okay, like, that's all? No, it was just a different time when Roy Jones Jr. was coming up. Independence among black black wealthy people is de- definitely started shooting up, I would say, in the 2010s, maybe before that, um, where it's like started going, started realizing, like, let's get our own. You know what I mean? So it's just like ah, I mean I get it.
1: Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I, it's gonna be
0: a great fight, yeah. Regardless, but there's there's always a moral stigma to this fight,
1: for sure. I I can see where you're coming from. I don't think it's anyone's obligation to like uh... ah no. I feel like I'm gonna go off on the deep end, but let's move on topics. I definitely see where you're coming from though. I agree. I think it's gonna be a good fight. At the end of the day, we'll just we'll find out if it was like Jordan coming back to the Wizards. Or if it'll be a dope ass fight, man. I just hope there's no, no knockouts. Maybe. I don't think I don't think either of them could really handle a knockout at this age. Like not first to shit of all. all like,
0: I dude. think one of the biggest reasons the site's gonna be entertaining is because people want to see if Tyson is still a
1: monster with that power. I know and basically they the want to see saw, a knockout based, uh, based off that training video I saw, this man bro still nimble as a fucking I don't even know as a butterfly. this dude was just dancing bro. Look, dancing in between Roy, hits.
0: We'll see. Roy Jones Jr. is a perfect opponent because that man ain't getting knocked out no easy. I know. We'll but, see, dude. But as you said, let's, let's get it moving on. And speaking of people coming back, we're going to go into the sport coming back with the NBA. Ooh. Um, they're in the bubble. They're doing – they've been doing scrimmages. Games are about to start counting again. Yeah. Um, how, how have you feel have you checked out any of the scrimmages have you seen anything
1: I mean I saw some of the highlights Um, I saw some of the highlights over the weekend I wasn't really paying attention because part of me was wondering I'm like yo like I wonder what it's like like just playing in a court without like no audience or nothing like you know what I mean like no one really to watch but um I don't know I haven't really watched it I saw some of the post-game interviews and stuff, and I got to give a, a shout-out to all the players who kind of spoke out for Brianna Taylor. I thought that was pretty dope. And it sort of kind of, like, touched on how me and you mentioned, like, they might be using a platform to, to amplify the voice. And they did, rightfully so, and I thought that was real dope. But course, as far as, like, the so actual was... games, no, nah, I didn't really catch a, a full game, though. What about you? Look,
0: I, I like, um for me, I like the... I like the fact, cause I'm a basketball head, so I always love the energy that the fans bring to different arenas. Like, I liked watching OKC back when it was like Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook. Um, not because they were a great team, but because that, like, they were a great team, and their arena was always so electric. It always added that extra presence of we have to beat the team and the arena. Right. So it was different for me, but as a basketball head. You can kind of watch this. You can hear the talking a little more. Um, you can hear them talking a little more. You can hear them from the bench get excited a little more. Players that are mic'd up, you can hear them a little more. Um, so, like, to get deeper into the intricacies of the game, for me, that's way dope. Like, that's a experience you wouldn't be able to have if coronavirus didn't hit. Um, but the energy is definitely still not the same it's like you're kind of watching a pickup game between pros and you're I, just sitting at la fitness
1: i can see that speaking on that bro you know what that made me think of like you know what sport is really gonna survive all this like even the virus and all that shit what uh, golf oh
0: <laughs> yes we're just like, gonna, golf was yeah they didn't need a crowd anyways
1: that's what i'm saying it's like bro that's really like the only one that kind of like uh maintained some level of consistency you know that's like, the only I one was, i think of i you know what i
0: hate about i was always like okay i get golf is a game of precision accuracy you need to be focused made like incredibly focused for the game of golf right right so no so they worked it out where you know the crowds can't speak, you get you 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 get a little too noisy, they gonna take you out. <laughs> and then it's like, damn, okay, that makes sense. You gotta focus. Then you think about the motherfuckers playing baseball, literally having 95 mile balls coming at their head, and they have fans just screaming at them from right behind them, like you motherfucker, you suck. Like
1: <laughs> I'm like, this is so ass backwards. Dude, actually but... speaking on baseball, real quick, bro. I saw literally this like head coach was arguing with an umpire. They both, you know, like normal, they start rushing at each other like they're about to scrap. But then low-key, like midway, as they're both marching towards each other, they realize, like, oh, shit, my mask, you know? So they're both clutching at their necks, trying to hurry up and get their mask before they meet up. That shit was <laughs> funny, bro. I was like,
0: you guys look fucking ridiculous, dude. Oh, even though I don't claim baseball as a real-ass sport, whatever. But they are dumbasses who they're having some games get shut down now. Why? Because uh they had a couple games i don't even know the teams i don't give a shit about baseball but what was it uh some games are postponed like after the marlins outbreak there's a couple cases of covid so now it's like oh shit we got to shut down some games
1: like you thought this wouldn't happen motherfuckers like oh wait they have a few in the bubble too they have like five or six reported cases
0: up in uh the nba yeah but see that's the thing is I feel like because they're in the bubble in their hotel rooms like these motherfuckers can actually
1: quarantine so hey, actually I was just kidding uh, you were supposed to get freaked out right there bro but um... oh why would
0: I get freaked <laughs> out man they 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 say what you will the NBA is trying to handle this the best they can like and yeah and so far like I don't know man it's, just, whoa, whoa, it's...
1: Here. perfect here actually no, to that point to that point right there how you were saying how like with the Jones and the the Tyson fight, right? Like uh-huh. the people at top are the ones that are really eating. That's actually the one thing that I wanted to talk about too, as far as like the NBA returning, it's like, yo, like what is the need to return to the sports for? Is it to again, provide additional distraction? Is it to amplify the voices? Like what's the real use? And like, ultimately I was asking, I was thinking to myself, like, is it just as impactful now by dedicating post game interviews to this discussion or would it be more impactful to see just an empty basketball court?
0: I mean, it's, you're going to get both.
1: I mean, unless I, I think see me, speaking unless... on it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The thing is the casual fan who just needs something to watch is going to watch the game turn off during the interviews. Um, I think yeah. all these professional players are going to have a better platform. If they use their social media, get Twitter talking about it get world start talking about it getting um just these platforms talking about it even getting nbc news when you get on the today's show about that shit um i mean that's what you hope
1: for don't get me wrong i mean that's me what too. You hope for but myself too. i
0: know at the end of the day it's because they're gonna have to start if they couldn't get this going then players are gonna have to pay back some of their salary which is to me stupid um but then the owners up top yeah people need to make that money so if we're not going to sit here and act like this isn't also about money 100 bro so they're definitely coming back definitely trying to get that coin but it's been a little exciting i've actually watched probably a little more wnba than the nba to be honest yeah uh, but love watching the nba uh i was watching Bull bowl, bowl come out bowl bowl um, doing his thing. I feel like I thought he would if he didn't have the foot injury. Um, and so it's nice. The one thing I will say is dumb. It's because these players still have lives. There's pandemic going on. There's protests going on. Um, and we're going to talk a second. Um, there's also now federal agents out here. Um, oh yep. Yeah. There's other shit. There's life going on still. And... So now players are leaving due to quote unquote, family emergencies, issues. They have to leave the bubble. They come back to the bubble. They have to quarantine for 14 days. So now the team like the Clippers, I believe the Clippers are missing three players. Oh shit. They're one of the contenders for the titles, you know, what I mean for the title and they're missing Lou Williams, who is their sixth man, their offense off the bench, they already had problems with chemistry. So it's like now these people leave, come back because they have to deal with shit. Life's still happening. And now its I feel like this is going to affect the nature and quality of the game. Like, that's, what, that's a, one of the things I don't
1: like. I mean, yeah, I hear you. And that's, bro, like when we talked about this way before when they were having discussions of whether or not they should return, those are the points that I was trying to make too. It's like, yo, as long as it's not cutting into your paycheck and you're not like desperately like in need of you know providing not just for your family but even extended family because I'm sure you know but like players who reach that level of success they start hearing from family members that they never never even like knew you know so like I'm sure once they get drafted that's what I'm saying so it's like I, I get that you know they they're in a, a pivotal position and in many cases they're like the only source of income so I'm not trying to be ignorant of that but at the same time it's like yo like if if you could really if you could really stay home if you could really like just amplify the message from home and symbolically choose to not play to, to have like that, that impact like to show what an empty court looks like and what message that really sends like I would have opted that players do that but at the same time I definitely understand why they felt the need to get back into it. You know what I mean? So it's, I get it. And like, again, to your earlier points with like Jones and Tyson, it's like, bro, unless like the the NBA team owners are primarily like black owners, like I don't really see who else is coming up off of this except for Disney, except for the NBA, like the individual teams, the players definitely get a check. But like you said, it's a part of the salary. It's a part of what I was, was already like negotiated. So I don't know, man. I'm conflicted, I guess.
0: I don't know. I this is for a conversation. Maybe another time. Yeah, right? yeah. You know, shit. We get they came back because essentially, at the end of the day, money is put over human. You
1: health. mean money trumps all? Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Dropping gems, bars, 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 bars. God, man. Listen, sh- shit. Okay, so let's get into. Let's talk about your boy, this, bro. Wh- wh- talk,
1: what's up with your boy, man? he's not my man bro
0: I don't even acknowledge
1: me neither but we have to at this point I mean it's hard to not
0: so if anyone hasn't heard or haven't been paying attention I get it you know sometimes it's easier to be ignorant into this world do I think it's right no but I get it sometimes for your mental health you need to be Um, but Trump has sent federal agents into Portland um, and he's planning on doing it to other cities I believe Detroit um, Los Angeles, Chicago to stop rising crime um, these federal agents are wearing unmarked chest plates, driving unmarked cars and I've already seen a couple videos online where this woman was arrested no one told her, no one told her friends what the fuck was going on and they pulled off in a van mine like i said like now let me give you the image again they are not wearing any type of designation of who they are on their chest plates they're coming up in unmarked cars so now it just looks like a bunch of dudes wearing bulletproof vests arresting someone and driving off in a fucking minivan
1: bro that is so god that's just like that's again dude another fucking example of some big brother shit it's like the audacity dude imagine how scary the fuck that is being literally just like abducted like i can't even imagine what that's like literally
0: and that's that's why i'm like so pissed off at like karens who by the way like most of y'all karens need to just get slapped the fuck out of because watch these videos y'all acting out of pocket but another day i digress on that like the fact of the matter is this is now infringing upon constitutional rights do i now with the rights you know if there's still rights going on um they're obviously not as heavily heavily uh, put out as before but there's still protests going on i know that there's still stands against police they're still you know wanting justice for brianna taylor you know her murderers need to be arrested not just fired um so there's still uproar because there's still a need for equality yeah and to me sending these federal agents in there to places of quote unquote rising crime is dumb because these are protests happening these are protests happening in which they just want they just want justice to me it sends a message that instead of arresting these killers who performed a no-knock warrant on the wrong house, like, instead of arresting them, it's easier for you to say, send out these federal agents to start cleaning up the streets. Like, how bad do you guys want to, like, to me, it's like, you guys are doing everything you can to protect your white supremacy. You see it, you're, you're fragile in your mind about it you're scared that it's finally going to be overrun cuz people are tired of this shit and the stupid ass president orange is trying to do whatever he can to keep it in he's trying to keep his base happy and not only his base his fucking friends basically like these are the motherfuckers you'd hang out with
1: bro for real no yeah like literally everything you touched on is 100% man um yeah cuz I started looking into it right now as you were mentioning all that This is the rationale. And again, this is reporting from like the BBC. Again, somewhat, it's the equivalent of what CNN, Uh, but more for like Europe, I guess. Uh, But basically, the question turned into is it legal for Trump to send over federal agents? The rationale that they used was, I guess, this law from 2002, um, where basically said that federal officers can be deployed for the protection of property owned or occupied by the federal government. So I don't know if within portland if these troops were within like a capital area but obviously that's like the center of focus for a lot of major cities on where they choose to protest that's the only justification that i see but the it just seems like like such a such a reach like bro portland i'm not saying that they're super peaceful and like you know nonviolent and all this i just don't see them as like this this violent city that's gonna like you know, fucking like wreak havoc everywhere. I think Portland is pretty just. I think they're super balanced in their logic. It doesn't seem like a city that that I don't know that is like like crazy. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't I don't understand why he chose to to use Portland as like his flagship city to prove dominance and shit. You know, was it because he thought I mean, like the city's weak and he could take over? Like I don't get it. I think
0: he's picking places that uh, like Chicago is like you can justify Chicago with the shootings you know what I mean like
1: bro let him now, pull up to Chicago
0: <laughs> let him pull let them, <laughs> up but the thing is they're not even going to pull up to the places where the shootings are
1: no I know Yeah, yeah.
0: guaranteed because if they did now we're going to have a war in the middle of Chicago
1: so <laughs> yeah that's what I'm saying they, bro they're, so
0: they're not going to pull up to that they're going to pull up to protest they're going to start taking people and it's really about sending a message like keep protesting and you're not going to be out here like this. To me, it's just like, bro, that's in, that's unconstitutional. Like, to me, you're treating protesters as terrorists. But these motherfuckers who walked through Charlottesville saying you will not replace us were a young African-American man. I can't remember his name right now. I'm sorry. There's so many black names. Um, was beaten by five white men and somehow at the end of it came out with well there's good people on both sides and like no these motherfuckers are the terrorists these motherfuckers who are scared of their dying breed who are backed into a corner who are coming out more than ever using the cops to try to get us spitting in people's faces for having masks like just acting out like, these motherfuckers are the problem. If you eliminate these motherfuckers, there's no protest. You eliminate these motherfuckers who want to protect white supremacy, eliminate the corruption in the fucking police departments by defunding them, putting them back together, or and maybe breaking down the establishment, rebuilding with better cases or with better people who can work certain things. Like how better would it be if an officer was accompanied by a therapist or someone who specializes in domestic disputes that when they step into a house, no one has to get arrested. They can work out their domestic dispute right there. Like we use jail too much because prison is, is, is a cash cow. It's just, there's so much corruption that if you just take away the corruption which seems to me to be easier than fighting these protests
1: (laughs) no yeah i mean if you bro if if we break it down there's way too many like um i don't even want to call them pipe dreams but like low-key like there's a lot of things that we can change it's just i don't think we're gonna see major change like that for not even for like our lifetime i think that's something that's gonna happen within like the next I don't even know, 60, 70 when, years when look how bro, boomers. look die? at we're still having discussions now, even after the civil rights movement, you know, and, and let's not even go any further than that, cause like low key bro we could really be talking about that, like it's been too long, that's, that's a given we're just now, like now we're just now seeing like the um, like the power of like a unified voice but the, bro, if you really want to get shit to change pay attention to what FedEx did As soon as FedEx told uh, the Washington Redskins, as soon as as he mentioned that they were going to, as soon as they mentioned that they were going to take off the name, that they were literally going to stop funding that location, look at how fucking quick they switched it up. What's their, what's their team name now? The Washington
0: football team.
1: (laughs) Don't you remember having this discussion? Literally the exact same discussion. What? Like maybe 10 years ago? Should the Redskins change their name? It's like a fucking course, but why do we need to wait until our funding is cut before we switch it up? And that's what I said.
0: Remember when I said that? I said, if we take the money out, we stop speaking to the sheep and get to the shepherd. Exactly. As soon as as FedEx said, we're taking the money out, Dan Snyder said, we got to change the name. Bro. Because we stopped fucking with the people that weren't going to make the change. And then FedEx said, fine, let us go to the shepherd. And the shepherd was like, well, fuck.
1: (laughs) Look, and again, bro, like uh, every time I preach this man, I just got to give him another shout out. What did Killer Mike say? What was his, uh, his, he said strategize, organize, mobilize. Like that's been sort of like his motto of late. This man has been preaching the same thing his entire life, but like low key now his voice is resonating and he brings up a good point, bro. Like the protesting is definitely where it starts. But like, at this point, now we got to organize a little more like, yo, like, let's really talk as a people, as a public and say, yo, where are we going to put our money? Where are we going to take it from? You know what? To some level, we have to choose a sacrifice and I'm willing to sacrifice whatever is really needed to see like genuine impact. But we got to start off small, man. Even if it's like a group of friends or whatever, that group of friends could post it on social media and do their thing and kind of like at least motivate. But We just, we got to literally speak with our pockets, bro. That's what it comes down to. As soon as they Mm. see that we have a control over our pockets, just imagine how quick shit is going to switch up. And that's when we go back to the teachings of Malcolm X and we
0: show them that we don't need them.
1: Once we show them that we don't need
0: them, we'll be good. Like, they'll be coming, they'll get fearful, and then they're going to come back to us like, okay, we're sorry.
1: What was that? Let me see where it's at, bro. There was a... It was beautiful, man. That was a nice demonstration of, ai don't want to say it was a militia, but it was a militarized, it was an organized group of heavily armed black men or black. I'll just say black people. Cause I don't know if any ladies are in there, but the videos that I saw, I saw mainly men. I thought it was fucking dope as shit. Literally, bro. They're all marching to their own tune and it just looked like a, a beautiful demonstration of just unification, bro. If we could do that kind of shit, but just on a larger scale that's how you get shit to change when you get people that organize that way when you get Uh that structure when you when you build your own infrastructure because right now we're relying on systems that have been in place that's why it's impressive because like they know the rules and we don't but if we develop if we develop our own infrastructure you know what i mean and and learn to rely on ourselves and community Like, not to be on this, like, socialist, like, path or whatever, but I'm saying, like, what's wrong with, like, asking for help from, like, your brother, from your sister, from somebody around you? But see, look at, this is, this
0: is what the problem is in history. Every time we did that, they shut it down. Like, now is the time to bring it back up, because we're going to go back to Black Wall Street. We built something for ourselves. We didn't need them. It was going to start growing. They came in, burned that motherfucker down. Okay, move on. Wait, where
1: they aren't. Black Wall Street. When they came through. No, it was
0: mainly more of the just like our own stores, our own way of moving money and keeping money in our community.
1: I guess what I meant is like, did they have like a, for example, did they have a means of protection?
0: That, you know what? I'm going to give you the honest answer. I don't know, but we can look into that.
1: For sure. I'm just saying like, I mean, here, like when we look into
0: Go ahead, but but we're gonna go forward because I'm gonna give you people that did have the means of protection. Okay. Next one Malcolm X. Malcolm X, yes, he was a little more militant. Yes, he said, you know, if they push us, we're gonna push back. But his main, what he did actually for the black people was show them love yourself. You don't need to be white to prosper, you don't need to be white to have what they have. You could be black and be powerful. What do you get taught about him in school now? Nothing. Now we're going to go to the Black Panthers. Black Panthers were about policing the community. That was one of their goals. We were going to police ourselves. Fuck the police because you guys aren't going to help us. We are going to police ourselves. We're going to settle disputes in our own community because we are from the community. And we're going to do it ourselves. What do you learn about them? Nothing. Nothing because every time that we start to do it ourselves they eradicate it or we, we lose it, they take it and then it gets eradicated from history because why would I want to teach people that they can do it without us and so then it has to get rebuilt and restarted all the way fucking through time again
1: no? yeah you're right bro I mean that's like the that's the scary part about all this is like like even when you do reach a point of impact, even when you're recognized as an inv- individual who could like shift the culture, shift the consciousness, like to the powers that be, you essentially become a threat, you know. And then how do you contain a threat? You don't contain it; you eliminate it. And so that's Unless the it's that's concern. Hey, hey look, <laughs> you want actually, bro? Let me let me drop this little conspiracy theory real quick. Are you ready for this? Yes what age of the population or what population has suffered the most from the virus? I'm going to say the
0: disenfranchised. I'm just guessing, Alex. What is the disenfranchised or people of color
1: and older older generation? So here, not to limit it to race, but let's just like open it up to just overall, right? Like the Mm -hmm. overwhelming population that has been impacted, typically it's been individuals and I'm not saying everyone. I'm just saying typically it's been individuals, Let's just say over 50. Comfortable guess, right? Mm-hmm. Have you heard of the Silver Tsunami? No. The Silver Tsunami are basically all the baby boomers that are ready and set to retire soon. When they retire, what are they going to be collecting each month?
0: They're going to start collecting, what, Social Security?
1: Who funds Social Security, bro? Motherfucking government. Bruh. Isn't it ironic that a virus kicked in just as a lot of these baby boomers were set to retire? That's fine with
0: me, bro. I was been waiting for the baby boomers to go.
1: That's fucked up, dude. (laughs) That's somebody's grandma, dog. Hey, bro. They didn't care. they,
0: They wouldn't care if it was my grandma.
1: All I'm saying is it's isn't it funny? Isn't it funny how these things just work out? It's like, bro. This is to me. I'm not saying it's a joke, but it's like, bro. There's there's a lot of fucking there's a lot of there's way too many dots, and I, I'm not the wisest man. I'm not the sharpest tool, but like, I'm not fucking this dumb. Like, bro, this shit just made sense, and it's. I was also hearing that there's like a laboratory here that also is the same laboratory in Wuhan and the same ones that are developing the the vaccine that are guaranteed to rid the fucking virus. Anyways, I am not to get too far. You. Yeah, I, I'm kind of... But we can line.
0: talk about that. We can
1: talk... you right, you right, right, right. Let's...
0: Let's... Let's switch it up. Let's get a little lighter.
1: Let's, light, let, let's, let's laugh, laugh a little, okay?
0: So, we're gonna talk about our strife and struggles with these damn kids. Just a story about how you look at your kids and they just annoy you or they just do something to the point of you just have to say, God damn, these fucking kids... Um, and we do you know I do want to thank you people we do have a couple requests and we definitely want to get down to it and get the right comments in on it and get through it but I thought it would be nice um, just since we weren't able to hit it last week that we come with our own stories so I'll, I'll kick it off so these this week and a half my daughter my youngest daughter is two. She has been just, uh, she, she's been amazing since she was a baby. She doesn't really fuss about too much, doesn't really fight about too much. She is just, like, let me eat, shit, play, sleep. That's, that's her life. Not this week and a half. She decided all the way until she's about to turn three in a couple of months to step into her terrible twos. I'm talking about... Just, hey, it's time to share. No, <laughs> I don't want to share. I'm not going to. Who the fuck are you talking to? I'm not going to go share.
1: Oh, shit. She said that? <laughs> <laughs>
0: no. But, actually, you know what? Let me tell you this story. So, my two-year-old daughter... Same two-year-old daughter... Her cousin was over at the house... Playing with her older sister. Now, my two-year-old daughter... Likes to some reason... Hit her cousin... What? So she hit her. <laughs> so now we're we well, now I got to talk to her and say, "Yo, you can't be hitting your cousin. It's not right." She's looking at me, right? Yeah. At the same time in the room, my oldest daughter is playing with her guitar, but she's lifting it over her head, bringing it up and down. Her cousin was walking as the guitar is being put down and got hit right in the head. Ooh. So her cousin starts crying. The first thing my two-year-old daughter says is, what the fuck? You're lying. Not lying. (laughs) Right in front of my face, she was just like, what the fuck? Bro, Bro, I had looked her dead in the eye, and I was like, what?
1: (laughs) You started slow clapping and shit?
0: Bro, I was like, it was the perfect time for that. But like, what? Damn, Like, what? Goddamn kid, bro. Who's she learning from, bro? I wonder. I don't know, man. Not me. I
1: don't cuss. It's true i never no, heard you know. that i
0: never never cussed a day in my life
1: that's fucking weird i know I never heard it from you either bro it's crazy yeah <laughs> that's a trip dude dude it, like it's weird to see such an innocent face say something so crazy it's like whoa that's a different bro i did not expect that from you nah man this uh this past week let me see all right i remember back you know before the rona um, whenever I had my daughter, we used to have, like, her school is like, super far from my house. So, normally, we gotta wake up super early. And, you know, me, I like to get every second of sleep that I possibly can. So, when yeah. I wake up, when in my mind, like, as soon as I wake up, yo, it's go time. We gotta go, you know? So, mm-hmm. we wake up, I'm like, alright, let's get up. We gotta brush our teeth, whoop whoop get a little snack, da-da-da. So, I'm, like, literally, every morning that she was with me, like, she understands when it's with me, it's go time. But, at the same time, bro, it's, like, my these damn kids moment. It's like, dude, with her, I have to push her and push her to keep going and to like to hurry up. You know, she's not lazy. Mm. She's not lazy, but like
0: slow. She, like she'll be slow in the morning,
1: and she can be lazy if like if it's not a school day, or whatever. Anyways, so like normally I'm the one pushing, pushing and going, right? Bro, just last week she's been begging me, like begging me to to let me let her stay the night at my at my sister's house, like with my niece. She's like, please, daddy, please, please, please. I just want to go and hang out with her and da da da. I'm like, look, we'll talk about it later, whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, We ran errands all day. So like the day became kind of late and it was closer to like maybe eight or 8.30. In my mind, I'm like, like, she's not staying the night. Like she'll just, we're going to kick back. She called my sister and she's like, Dia, can I please stay the night? Please, please, please. And then my niece is in the background. She's like, oh yeah, come on over, please. And my sister was like, "All right, well, if you <laughs> if you decide to like if you want to come over, you like you got to come over now because we're about to go to bed, bro." That was all my daughter needed to like turn into me. <laughs> you know what I mean? She was like, "Okay, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> yeah. bro." Literally, she shut off the phone. She's like, "Okay, all right, I'm gonna head over right there, right there. I'm gonna be right there. Bye." Clicked the phone, ran over to me. She's like, first thing she said, Dad, where's my iPad and my charger?" Oh, I was like, what? "What?" I was like, "I don't know. It's over in your room." She grabbed all these things and i was already working on like i'm working on some projects or whatever so i'm just like working on something she comes over say like, daddy come on we gotta go i looked at her bro i was like oh look who needs to hurry <laughs> now oh how the tables have turned bro i got so pissed i was like you know what and i told her too i was like look this is what it looks like this is what it looks like when you move too slow and she just looked at me with like this pissed off face And then I looked at her, I was like, yo, I got to hit the restroom. I got to take my time over here. I'm thirsty. I need some water. You know what I mean? Just like messing with the dog. (laughs) That's the uh, best. It was, man. It was like that moment of vindication. It's like, look, now you know when I say it's time to go, yo, we got to bounce, you know?
0: It's always, always, kids always is like, oh, now that there's something in it for me.
1: Exactly, bro.
0: Now I'm going to dip out. I was like, damn, bro. Who taught you how to be an old white man? <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> There's something in it for you. All of a sudden,
1: <laughs> all of a sudden. I know, man. It's a trip, but it was it was it was a good time though. It was cool. Well, shit. These kids, man. They gonna be the end of us. Hey, speaking of, yo, we got some sound bites coming. This this uh this podcast is is going. It's coming up, bro. We got some shit in the works.
0: Oh yeah, man. We got We got some stuff waiting for y'all. Ooh, yes, sir. Waiting. Creeping in the
1: background like R. Kelly at a high school. Oh. Maffetusa? Damn, no, rightfully so. Let's let's keep <laughs> attention on that. Let's let people know <laughs> we don't have a resolution there, folks. We need to fix that. Closing thoughts. My closing thoughts, bro. Let me see. Honestly, I hope everybody gets a chance to do something selfless this week like go pick up somebody's meal if you see somebody struggling with something go help them out as long as you're social distancing and got a mask on with sanny on deck aka sanitizer um just offer yourself in some way and do it without expectation don't wait to be recognized just do it for the sake of being a good fucking human that's what i got this week all i'm gonna say as a great man
0: said the great man's name was Ro Will Farrell Oh, she's sure. the voice of Jackie Moon. E L E. Everybody, everybody love everybody. <laughs> everybody <laughs> love everybody. <laughs> and, and you do that, and I'll, I'll bring it to you. Relate to love that neighbor as you love yourself.
1: Yeah, bars, and, bro.
0: And you know what I'm saying? Bars, bars, bars. Bars, 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 But for real, man, everybody just treat each other with love, empathy, and this world will start becoming a better place for it. That's all I gotta say.
1: That's where it starts. Let them bro. know
0: where they can find you.
1: Uh you can find me on IG C R M L P A P I. That's at Caramel Poppy. No Twitter. And get up on Twitter, bro. I'm on there still learning. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm not.
0: Well, all right, y'all can find me at mrcrizzy44 that's m r dot c h r i z z y fo fo, and then on Twitter it's the cynic45 that's t h e c y n i c k fo fo. But you can
1: also catch us on our joint Instagram culture con papas yes sir and uh actually on Instagram we like to dedicate that just as a I don't know just a promotion a little bit of comedy there we'll give you guys some clips and stuff too so it'll be cool check it out check it out and that's
0: a weekend it's about <laughs> go tell
1: your friends about it oh damn so look I, <laughs> everybody's pretty lucky the the app sort of cut out there they didn't catch you singing and i think we should leave it that way i think (laughs) you should go tell your friends about it
0: about it all right y'all this is the time where we're gonna go get our cigarettes but don't worry we'll be back with some more dope ass thoughts this is culture con papas peace peace